Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. House head coach, coach Simpson, those are seven and one on the year, man. Uh, the big game is TSU this week coming up at home. Coach, what's up, man? How are you guys doing up there in March, Tennessee, man? Hey, good, good. Appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you so much. And, uh, man, appreciate you covering FCS football, it means a lot to us. Yes, indeed, coach. Hey, man, you're seven and one on the year, man. Big win is Austin P this past weekend, down by 16. Guys came back in the second, second half, won that game for you. Defensively, tell us about that game, man. What you loved about seeing your guys fight back against the Red Rivals, the Governors, man. Well, appreciate that. No, it's been pretty neat. Uh, uh, first of all, talk about the the, the game, the, the winning drive, uh, to our kids' credit. We're down 16 nothing at halftime, had two pick sixes, all right? And uh, so we're down 16. The defense throws a shutout in the second half. We get the ball back with nine minutes left to go in the game, down down six, and our kids go on a 20-play drive to take the lead with uh, 35 seconds left. And uh, to all some peace credit, they, they drove down to kick a field goal, and uh, we blocked it and win the game. So a uh, good college football game, great atmosphere. Yeah, and all three phases of the game helped you out in that regard. Because, you know, we throw in pick sixes. Everybody's your team, Coach. When a pick six <laughs> make a guy hang their heads, you know. But your guys fall through it, man, because they, they recover from losing two pick sixes, blocking a field goal, every phase of the game. Coach, I'd be really happy with every, the whole team from top, from top to bottom. Every phase contribute that win. It's off to me, man. It, no, it really does. And I, I, to our kids' credit, and I tell them that, I said, you are a dysfunctional family. Uh, and I mean that in the best way, okay, because it had been perfect this year. There's been some struggles. Uh, we've been down 17 with, with uh, I think there was five turnovers in the first quarter against Sanford. And then you got a 24-20 lead at halftime. Uh, but the, the cool thing about this group is, and every team is different, is uh, I was telling the offensive guys, I said, if you don't think the defense has your back, I said, watch the tape and see when one of your teammates gets tackled out of bounds, Normally, what's the defense doing, right? They're over there getting water, sitting mm -hmm. on the sideline. And we've got some uh, good defense. And, and, and uh, those guys are the first one to, to, to pick their teammate up off, you know, off the, off the turf or to uh, – and I kid them, you know, they jawing back at the other team, you know, for, for hitting their guy. So, uh, it is a family. They, they may fuss with each other, but they won't let anybody else fuss with them. And, and, and you know what? And there's a lot of things that you want your team to be about. But if I had to pick some things, I would tell you, as long as they take care of each other and fight hard for each other, I'll trade that and take that over some other attributes that a team can have. And, Coach, uh, how important was it to be have this, this workout in the spring and summer? Because I know when I played ball, Coach, you know, that, that workouts mean so much to me in the spring and summer workouts because that's when you, when you get better and develop your body and your mind. So having 2020 and doing it over Zoom like we're doing right now and having not to be together this past season, 
you now you don't take it for granted anymore. Have them in the spring and summer to be to be together, to be that camaraderie in the weight room, and be that oneness that you want to have on the field. Yeah, no, you're one hundred percent right. It is a, uh, it's been tough on the kids, and I don't know if if we hadn't won seven games in a row, I think mentally it'd be a lot tougher. Okay, because when, you know you play a seven game spring season, you lose those ten weeks in the summer, you know, in that spring for your players to develop. And it's not so much affecting our old guys, right? Because we got some six-year guys that got another eligibility back. Their bodies are developed and stuff. Right now, you're seeing the wear and tears on their bodies coming from the spring. And then you're seeing the lack of development or opportunity to develop it from the young players where they would have had those 10 weeks in the, you know, in the spring. And then they get those eight weeks in the summer to where we gave our guys off in, in June. Maybe that's made a big difference for us right now, getting us to this point. But, you know, you're seeing some freshmen and second-year players not putting on that 8 to 10 pounds of muscle and weight and stuff that they normally would. So I still think there's going to be some repercussions going forward in those kids' careers because of that. But mentally, uh, having a, you know, a solid season has helped us push through. But I can't imagine what it's like for some teams that, are, that might potentially be out of a, of a championship uh, grind, how this could be, you know, taxing them a little bit. No doubt. And you got some – Guys, man, you know, Mr. Anoma out there, man, doing big things. That brother is is a, is a beast out there, Coach, and Devin Sim as well, man. Tell us about those those young men, man, on, on your roster there, Coach. Thank you for asking about those guys. First of all, I'll talk with the, the homegrown product, Devin Sims, out of Smyrna, Tennessee, out of the Nashville area. He's been here five years with us and, and really has grown into a solid player the last two years. And, you know, every week you can kind of write down, he's going to have, you know, eight to 11 tackles. And he's a very physical player. And, you know, he is a system guy, a developmental high school developmental guy. And that's a very good OBC player. Uh, then you take Yabi. Yabi, you know, coming out of high school was the number two or three player in the country behind Trevor Lawrence. Okay, and and goes to Alabama and and the things don't you know go his doesn't go his way and so ends up here as a transfer. And you know, spent a lot of time with him. wasn't eligible last year, uh, but every NFL team's coming here to see him. You know, he's six five. He's two sixty five. Uh, you know, he he he's very athletic. He, you know, he runs and. And jumps, and he was hurt um, early in the year, and 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 not having the production that he's had the last couple of games. But now that he's healthy, and uh, he's been a very disruptive, you know, disruptive force. And coach, I'm asking you about the, the portal, man. You can kind of get some guys who want some opportunities to play because you know, like you see, he's Alabama didn't go his way, or you were here in Georgia Tech or Georgia it doesn't go your way. Hey, you can go to UT Martin, you can go to Kennesaw State, any one of these FCS schools. And yeah. go play right away and show because I just I just kind of like coach that type don't lie. If you, if you can ball, you can ball. They'll find you no matter where you go to school at. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And, and now it is a little different though because you got to add this component to the portal because guys can go up, they can go laterally. Used to be they could only come down in classification be eligible to play. So we would actually get matter of fact when Yabi transferred here, you know the the portal rule wasn't in place. Okay. Okay, so, you know, so that's the struggle or the challenge with it. You know, now I would tell you this, high school players, the group of high school players that we're recruiting are probably at a higher level because a lot of your mid-majors, because they can get power five guys to go laterally with them, okay, aren't taking as many high school players. You go back and look last year of those Conference USA teams and MAC teams and stuff, they're taking a lot of uh, portal guys. So the quality of high school player has risen, even though we still want to check the portal out as well. But we're not getting as many guys because they're able to go laterally. 
You know, we're getting some six-year guys who, like our starting quarterbacks, have transferred from Tulane. And uh, he's the six-year guy where he graduated from Tulane, Keon Howard. So it made sense for him to come and get himself in a situation where the odds were in his favor to, to not be in a quarterback battle or controversy and to be able to play. And he's reaping the rewards. I think he's been like player of the week, you know, five or six times this year. So it is different the way you recruit. Uh, and it's, 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 it's here to stay. So it's difficult for these high school kids. There's not as many spots anymore. I think, like you say, when Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, you have a good and can tell you have a good base right around you. For you, you come down here, Atlanta, about five hours, go to Birmingham, Memphis, right there, Louisville. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're in a good spot at Martin to kind of go where you where you want, even to Missouri too, and find players to come by play for you. In a good spot, in my opinion, coach, where guys want opportunity can come. You've been there for a long time. You have a, yeah. a set culture. You, yeah. you, we've won there. So I feel like, hey, if I give Martin, give Martin's guys a try, guys, for real. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that plug. But, no, you're 100% right um, to where 16 years here at one place, so the culture is entrenched now. Uh, our facilities are, are as good or anybody or, or better than anybody's here in the OVC. Uh, you know, Jacksonville State had a great run in this league, and now that they're out, you know, and I, I saw yesterday, right, they may be going to Conference USA. We've won, the you know, the most games of any team in our league uh, over these 16 years, so proud of that. But you're right. we got guys on, in our program from Miami, Florida, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, you know, over the years, Atlanta, uh, Memphis, Nashville, you know, and all over the country, really, in different ways they end up here. And they don't have to retire in a small town in West Tennessee, but they know for four years they can be in a, you know, the safest public institution in the state of Tennessee. It's a, it's a more of a Clemson or Auburn-type environment, you know, the campus is. Uh, you know, get a University of Tennessee degree, play some championship football, and 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 you know, turn this into their Clemson, their Oklahoma, their Alabama. That's kind of our motto. And I, I tell them this now. I say, hey, we got something in common. Alabama doesn't want me to be their head coach, and they don't want you to come play linebacker there. But UT Martin does. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know, uh, that's kind of that's kind of the way we made our living around here. And coach, you got you compete for that York Trophy. So that's true between you, Tennessee State, Tech, and Austin P. You know, you already got one leg down with Austin P. Now you got TSU coming to town to the Tigers. TSU, tell me about that matchup with Eddie George. Those guys coming to your place, man. The Tigers are on on the road right now. No, they're very good. They've really improved. And I give. I haven't. I've never met Coach George, and because uh, we hadn't had any face-to-face -face, um, OVC head coaches meetings. You know, everything's been, you know, on Zoom like this. But they're much improved. And they actually beat us in the spring. So uh, they got good players um, and their schematics with Hugh Jackson as their offensive coordinator. And, of course, Coach George and uh, Jeff Fisher's sons, their defensive coordinator. Uh, you can tell, you know, the improvement schematically on tape. And then you put good players with it and they're executing well. Yeah, we may won seven in a row, but they won five or six and won four in a row. So it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, you know, I know we all face different injuries this time of year. Unfortunately, you know, we've got our top three receivers are out. And so it's been a little bit of a grind these last couple of games trying to find ways to put it together. But to our kids' credit, uh, like you were saying earlier, they just kind of uh, just, just kind of fight through and figure out a way. Now, Coach, I'll tell you something about me. My dad was a coach, man, so I told the radio. I didn't want to be a coach. I didn't want to get, <laughs> get in that madhouse you guys in, man. So tell me for you, Coach, at what point in your life you said, you said, I want to become a head coach and coach ball? Because I know for me, I, I love playing ball. I didn't want to coach it. Because I, no. I know Coach, I started doing too many F-bombs, calling people out of their names. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not for me. So, so what did you guys say? Say, hey, this is, this is my past. But I want to help these kids out, man, and be a, a, somebody they can look to for 40 years beyond 
you teach, you teach, you Martin, and wherever that you coach that, man. No, and I, I share this story with, with our players all the time. And, and I tell our I tell our players, first and foremost, uh, I'm proud of this. So I think we've got, over the years, we've had as many seven former players that have played for us as coaches on our staff, all right? And every young minority player on our team that wants to get into coaching, I do everything I can to get them hired as a graduate assistant here to start their process uh, because there's not enough, you know, young African-American coaches uh, in this profession. And so right now we have five uh, uh, former players on our staff. So that, that make, that's fun for me to see those kids grow up and, and get going in this profession. Um, you know, not that he played here for us, but over in your neck of the woods, Trey Scott, D-line coach of Georgia, he used to be here. And it was fun watching him as a young coach as well. But you know what? After my playing career was over, uh, you know, uh, I don't have a whole lot of skills, but, you know, besides, uh, you know, coaching. And whether it was football or baseball, uh, you know, just being able to do that. I actually got in the work sector the, uh, in business working for BFI. One, uh, and hey, if you'd have seen me on the back of that garbage truck or recycling, trying to learn how to do it in their managerial program, I said, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I'm, going <back laughs> I'm going back to, to, to coach ball. And then I got going at Delta State and Jacksonville State. And I got this job. Very blessed when I was 34 years old. Um, this town is taking care of myself and my family and allowed me to, to meet guys like yourself and coach some guys that are playing pro ball and just been very blessed. And coach, let me ask you this, man. So for you, man, did you feel like this relationship piece is the most fun piece of coaching? For me, I think seeing my dad have guys call him years later and want to still talk to him about life, their, their marriages, their kids. So is that part for you, the fun part, seeing guys become husbands, become successful after the football, after the kids getting hung up for good? It, man, it, it really is. I, that is – and you appreciate it more now at my age that I'm 50 than certainly I did, you know, when I was 35, okay? Uh, we just recently had homecoming a couple of weeks ago. And when I look around uh, and see these players coming back and their husbands and their fathers and they're bringing their kids back to the game, um, and then and I, and I, we had a big win against Murray State. So those players come in the locker room after the game. We kind of have a tradition of a little song we sing, you know, and I, and I bring those guys up that were here and they're and they're from, you know, almost over a different decades. Right. Some played together, some didn't. And you get them in the middle of our current players. And, you know, they're jumping up there, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're 30 years old and they're jumping up, you know, with singing, singing the, the victory song. And man, that just, that, what, what a great night that was. The other day we were on the field and um, one of our former players is on the practice squad with the Baltimore Ravens, um, Jalen Moore. And so they're off this week and he, um, he's married to a, a girl that's from West Tennessee and they got twins. So he came home for a couple of days and, he comes out there to practice and to see him and remember remember him when he was a skinny 150-pound receiver for Memphis, you know, and, and we signed him off of uh, – saw him in PE class, dunk a basketball, you know, because they didn't have a great high school program, didn't win very many games. And you see him now in the NFL and, you know, hopefully he gets a chance to get activated and stuff. Uh, no, you, you, you keep your job for the wins and losses. That's, that's how we get uh, measured. But uh, as a, as a, you know, I tell these players all the time, Tony Dungy, for whatever reason, God wanted Tony Dungy to be in the Indianapolis Colts and coaching the Super Bowls and, 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 and you and I to watch him on Sunday night right up on NBC. That was his path. Took me a long time to figure out, you know, some, there may be some weeks I only coach in front of a thousand people, but this is the platform that God wanted me to be at. And uh, I'm very blessed. Same here, coach. I remember those graveyard shifts I did. 2011 <laughs> coach 
the truckers was well, listening to my show, Coach. It was just me and the truckers, man. So, 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 so to, to go for those late night shifts to having a show that I have now on my own, man, it's a, it's a blessing. And that was the path God had for me. You know, I wasn't a great player, but hey, yep. it Maybe. got me in the door to be start starting in media. So. Yeah. It all played a role. My father could be he's 80 years old this day, coach. It's a little bit there. I, I didn't go into coaching, but I'm still talking about the game with coaches. So be happy about that, about that Pops, you know. <laughs> no, I, I tell you, it's so great how there's different stories and 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 relationships and lives intermingle and the different things. And and you know what? When when that locker room and it, you know, last year, you know, going going through um the the different things going around this country and to see the lessons that I learned from our kids. Um, you know, that was, you know, I've been a head coach 15 years, but there was, there was things that I didn't realize there was, there was, there was things that the kids taught me. Uh, I think it made our program better. Mm-hmm. I think 100% it made our, our program better and it, and it developed a different relationship that, that I thought I had a good relationship with our players. It's, it's 100% better now. So, uh, you know, w- when we have to go through different things, winning season, losing seasons, tough seasons, injury season, all those things, that locker room is um, such a great learning tool and relationships that last forever. Coach, what I drove my sports is this coach that, hey, as a seven-year-old kid, man, I never met anybody that wasn't black until I was seven years old playing challenge on baseball. I didn't care that it was Mexican, I didn't care it was Asian, it was white. I'd have to get 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 out, get out of the hood, get on a bus and go play baseball away from Atlanta. I didn't care. I was seven years old. So sports taught me about other cultures. So baseball taught me about somebody beyond my own race. So I, I love sports for that. I can talk to anybody from any background because we, as a young kid, I didn't care. I just wanted to get out of Atlanta for, for a weekend to go play baseball. It's a seven-year-old kid, man. You know those dreams and 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 those dreams and like I said, when you get in the huddle, right? And nobody cares where you're from. You know what color your skin is, where you go to church, what music you listen to. You know when you're in that when you're in that huddle, right? It's it's all about you know how hard you're working, what will you do for the team, you know, for the guy next to you, and you know, and and you care about each other, and and you know, uh, let, let if. If that feeling right would go out into the all around the world and stuff, and we could get a lot of things accomplished. Yeah, that's why I use the show for a coach to bring people together. Sports, we all have that in common. We got all chip a common cause. You know, right. hey, I don't care. I look, it's all about I'm living, I'm living life, coach. I'm blessed. Well, you're blessed. So <laughs> I tell this all the time. We're a blessed people. Let's enjoy life and enjoy great conversations, great perspectives, and grow because doing this just made me grow from just being a host. Hearing yeah. source for like yourself, other guys who come on my show. It made me grow as a person. It's yeah. teaching me still as a guy handled 40 years old. I'm learning yeah. still from all you guys who come on my show and teach me as I talk to you all on this show that the guy gave me. So, Coach, I'll tell you, sports is great. Just teach us all about lessons about life and being together and being one. No, and you know what? Sometimes you can forget about that. You know, when the, like you said, the stress of trying to win the next game and win a championship or, you know, um, you, you know, or, or, just the business side of it. Sometimes it can, it can, you know, it can blind you, but you're right. At the end of the day, uh, you know, we always say, and we've heard this forever, right? Guys, not going to ask me how many, uh, uh, how many OBC championships I've won, right? He's going to ask uh. me, you know, what, what was my impact on others and how did I lead? And so, uh, you know, that, that can, if that's the platform that you follow, then you got an opportunity, you got a chance.
Yes, indeed. Well, Coach Sims, hope to see you real soon. Coach, if you're in Atlanta recruiting, let me know. I'm going to give you my num number. Once you got this interview, I'm going to give you my number so you can stay in contact with me. So if you ever need to come here, Coach, I'll take you out to, to eat, to, you know, sp spots here to you enjoy some seafood, steak, pizza. I got you, Coach. Whenever you come to town, I got you, man. Hey, we'll be pulling for your Braves tonight, man. Let's go. Yes, this indeed. Let's go, Braves. <laughs> yes, do it for the A's, we say down here, man. <laughs> exactly, man. I appreciate it so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Coach. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.